Hey, 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 Closet Busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, bold move expert and coming out coach, and I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step in to living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. It is time once again for Life Uncloseted, the podcast where we explore all kinds of coming out stories and happy Pride Month. And I'm going to make a little confession here. We're actually recording this one ahead of Pride Month because I had just a beautiful interaction with today's guest Got to see something amazing that he has created a few months ago back at the Slow Film Festival here in San Luis Obispo. And his, his movie touched my heart. It touched the heart of many people at the festival. And I thought, what better way to bring some more celebration of pride than to talk about his beautiful film, Ronnie. And um, I'm not going to tell you a whole lot about it because I want us to get into that discussion. But um, Ahmad Rizvi is the guy who brought it to life. His production company is Rizvilia. And the movie is so beautiful, so poignant. And it will really, really open some eyes. And I hope because of all the attention he's getting at various um, film festivals over the past few months that something more happens for this film. So um, Ahmad, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, th- thanks for having me. Yeah, so um, I kind of set it up. You know, the film was a, a, it's been a big hit, at least at the Slow Film Festival, it was definitely a big hit. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, if I remember right, you actually won an award there, right? I did, yes. It, yeah. The uh, Best Narrative Short, which was a pleasant surprise. That's awesome, man. Yeah, well, we were all pulling for you. So um, let's start to dive in because everybody's going, okay, you guys are talking about this film, but you're not really telling us what it's all about. So um, it's really about a transgender journey in life in, um, in a, in a very unique story. And again, I don't want to give a whole lot away, but, um, you're the filmmaker. So why don't you give your version of what it's really all about? <laughs> sure. I guess, I guess I'll give the log line that doesn't give uh-huh. away. Too much. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no, it's, um, so the story, it's about a transgender Pakistani woman mm-hmm. who sets out to take care of an abandoned child. And, it's a story that is something I wanted to talk about for a very long time. And um, it's something that uh, not many people did up until now acknowledge as a problem in Pakistan, in South Asia, and quite frankly, around the world, um, is that treating trans uh, gender as human beings. And that is something that, unfortunately speaking, um, is a reality. And so... Mm-hmm. Growing up, uh, visiting Pakistan, you know, being uh, told by, you know, several people that, oh, don't make eye contact, this and that. And as you grow older, you're like, why the hell are, are they telling us these things? Mm-hmm. And so uh, for me, it was an opportunity to uh, hopefully bring about positive change, uh, again, not only in Pakistan, and uh, but around the world. And so, uh, yeah, it was a, it just worked out. I teamed up with the production company, uh, Grayscale there. And um, we just made it come to life and, um, uh, it's been, it's been wonderful so far. So it is wonderful. It's a great movie. What I found compelling about the storyline is not only, it wasn't just, it wasn't just about, okay. And, and anybody who's listening, please don't take this the way I'm going to say it, but it's not just another transgender story. It, mm-hmm. it is a layered story of many stories within a story 
and the fight that I know many transgender individuals face, whether you're a trans woman or a trans man, um, it is that that desire and that right and that want to be just who you are and be accepted regardless of the role you end up playing. And here's the interesting twist for listeners. Ahmad is not part of the LGBTQ community. And most people would probably ask him the question, well, then why did you make this movie? My question's a little bit different <clears throat> in that you made this movie and what is the thing you're most proud about being that advocate in this world as a straight male? Mm. You know, I knew, I knew I'd stump you because we talked about this <laughs> a little bit before. But I'm like, okay, I'm not going to ask the question you're expecting, but you know, what is yeah. it that made you really proud as a, as a heterosexual male to have been this person who brought this movie to life? Absolutely, no. I I think it's a very valid question. I get asked that quite a bit, and to me, it's you know, it's one thing to say that you're an ally. Yeah. You know, one thing to say I'm an ally of the LGBTQ community. I support them, but it's one thing to actually take action to actually get outside your comfort zone and to see change actually happen and to be side by side with the LGBT community to make these things happen because, you know, talk is talk and, and it's very easy to do that. And so for me, when you ask what makes me so proud is that, you know, I tried my best to do, uh, to write this film the most honest perspective possible. And you were talking about, you know, I mean, you know, it's not another transgender film. And I understand where coming from is that this film doesn't talk about the stereotypes you look at media you look at films in the region they're just filled with stereotypes and so when i wrote the film you know i made it a point that you know i wanted to cast a transgender uh have a transgender cast and kami said who's the lead actress in the film you know i consulted with her i'm like look this is the script this is where i'm coming from please tell me if there's something that I'm just not understanding. I need you to consult with me because the last thing I, I need to do and for any person, again, who calls himself an ally is to put your perspective and like, this is what I think this is because then you're just mm-hmm. adding to the problem. I mean, yeah. you, know, you, you need to step outside that zone. And to me, uh, yeah, that's what makes me proud is that we were able to do that. And it resonates with the transgender community in Bike Sun. I mean, I've had, uh, fortunately, a very strong emotional response and, I mean, I can't be happier. Mm. So as someone that is an ally and looking at it through your own lens, no pun intended there, but um, <laughs> right. if, you were to, if you were to like get on a stage, which I know you have been, but if you were like to get on a stage and, and look an audience in the eye and say, here's what I believe is the problem, biggest problem for the transgender community, mm-hmm. what would you say it is? The biggest problem and again, this it's it's a bit of a tricky slope here because it depends yep. which stage I'm in, if I'm in Pakistan or in the U.S. But yep. um, I will go on and say that this is a universal issue, and that is, you know, for God's sake, they're, you know, we all know that they're human beings, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like okay, yeah, they're humans, they're like us, but no, no, you need to actually believe and treat them as such. I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're having the issue of like, in this country, we're like talking about, oh, yeah, well, you know, you're like everyone, you know, you're we're the same, but you can't really serve in the military because we just, you know, I mean, then, I mean, what are you talking about then? Like, right. you know, you're not, you know, or like, oh, yeah, the bathroom issue. I don't know. It's like, come on. Like, we need to move beyond these things. And mm-hmm. we need, um, you know, we wouldn't be having the same conversation for any other demographic. But yeah. for some reason, this is a thing that people just can't get beyond. And so mm-hmm. when I look yeah, I'm like, you know, look at your transgender neighbor yep. and I need you to honestly reevaluate how you feel about him or her. Mm-hmm. And if you 
believe that you have some sort of insecurity or some, then uh, face it, confront it. And this is the time to do it. Yep. And I get the insecurity. And even as a member of the community, I mean, I remember the very first time I started really being in company of transgender individuals was when I was speaking on panels for PFLAG. Mm-hmm. And every panel had a transgender individual on them. And a lot of times the straight ally would be the parent of that transgender male or female. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled over my own words for a while because I had to like go through my own lens as a gay man and go, okay, I'm, okay I get the gender identity piece. But then I also could quickly go like a lot of people do to, okay, but what's their sexuality? And then the more I got comfortable with them, like the sexuality has nothing to do with this. It's mm-hmm. like, this is who they are. This is who that person is. Yeah. And as the whole bathroom mission began to be like everywhere, <laughs> I always laugh at that when I'm like, really folks, how many of you have gone into a bathroom where it's a male, a female bathroom in any restaurant or any store where we all share the same bathroom? <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. you know, I know it's kind of weird because yes, it's a solo bathroom, but you're sharing the same bathroom with that person that's in there. Right. And for <laughs> the most part, I mean, I, I do have transgender brothers and sisters in my community that, yeah, they're not as passable as others, but I can tell you a whole lot of them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know if they were transgender until they told me that. So right. what, what is this problem that we're creating just because, and I love how you've, you positioned this. You need to face your own insecurity around this. It isn't the transgender person who has the insecurity. You make them feel insecure because of the crap you do to them. But you're the one with the insecurity. You're the one who needs to go do the work, not them. And I think that's what this film starts to really pull forward in in many of the scenes. And there were a couple scenes where I'm like, oh, this is so good. (laughs) I'm I'm sitting there going, okay, this this is rocking it because I've done a lot of work in this community and I've seen a lot of those kind of films. But it is about addressing other people's insecurity. And there's one scene where the, the lead gets atypically attacked by a group of people just because they feel they can. That's kind of what it boils down to. And it's their own cowardness, their own bullying that brought it forward. And it really brings home that point of, if you can't face the insecurity, you're the one who needs to go deal with it. And it seems like that's an underlying one of the underlying themes of this film is the insecurity is about everybody else, not about that person. Yeah. And I, I just want to add one thing to that, which is very interesting. And cause you were talking about, in, you know, facing your insecurity and you know, what I tell people um, I've had n- not just one, but several conversations is that after the film, after screenings, I've had people come up to me and they said that, you know, towards the end of the film, I completely forgot who was transgender, who wasn't. Mm-hmm. I just saw, you know, in this case, a story of motherhood. Mm-hmm. And I've literally had a person tell me once was that that made me reevaluate how I thought about different communities because I saw this genuine need and feel to become a mother. And mm-hmm. I never associated that with the transgender community. And so, again, you're talking about what makes me proud. Moments like that is like, yeah. you know. The, that kind of conversation is, is uh, you can't put a price to it. I'm just curious because, and I love my community here where we live. Um, <laughs> it can be a very mixed community. It can be, I mean, San Luis Obispo itself is, I would consider fairly progressive, but then you get a little ways outside and we get really back to very conservative. Um, I'm just curious, what's the most bizarre 
reaction you've had to the film? I mean, has there been anything that's like, oh my God, I can't believe somebody actually said something like that? Or is there anything that kind of stands out? You know what? And this is very shocking to me that I was expecting a lot more bizarre screenings, but I haven't really had any, which I would say was super bizarre. I mean, we screened this in Pakistan like uh, about mm -hmm. a month ago. We had a premiere there and it was overwhelmingly uh, positive. I mean, we've had screenings across the United States. Everywhere we go, there's been nothing but love and support. So to me, that was another thing. It's like, wow, I think the world, you know, there's people, you know, there are a lot of people that want to make a positive change. And unfortunately, right. those that are, you know, bigots and not, they're, right. alone, they're just loud, but there is uh, that. But the weirdest thing I would say was once um, someone asks me, uh, why do you have, why did you choose this community in general? I mean, um, you know, uh, I mean, it, it seems like they're getting a lot of attention as it is. Why do you have to, are you doing it just for, you know, um, uh, just You're for, your own gain, yeah, my own yeah. gain, or for controversy, and I, I, it just, I was like, so, are you asking me that this isn't an issue, that this is not mm -hmm. that all the events in the film that are based on true events that's not important to talk about, and that you don't think this is suggestive of a larger issue of, of uh, you know, discrimination? And then that person was like, well, um, I was like, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's so interesting that people can't connect those kind of dots. Right. You know, to me, this, the, the film, it could have been about, you know, a gay boy getting beat up. It could have been about a lesbian being abused. It could be about, and people would ask that same question. Well, why do you have to, you know, it's because it takes this picture and says, yes, it's about this particular community and about transgender individuals as a general rule. But it shows the plight of humanity when we don't allow people to be who they are and we don't give people the respect for being and living their own lives in their own way. Right. We're one step away from the next community getting marginalized. And yeah. I find it interesting that a lot of times, without going over political here, <laughs> that it's these right wing Christian people who say those sort of things, but yet they're the first to cry foul on, oh my God, you're abusing us. Really? Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't, it's, it's like, can you look in the lens? Can you see the mirror we're holding up and reflecting to you right now through this story that this story could be you in a heartbeat. It could be somewhat, some other group, whether it's Muslims, whether it's, you know, Asians, whether it's blacks, whether it's, you know, women who they think are, you know, like dressing slutty because that's what they do. And so they get everything. It, it yeah. becomes anybody who does anything. And the beauty of the story is the beauty of the story that it's, op it's meant to open eyes. Yes, it focuses on this community, but I think the bottom line is it's a story of humanity. Absolutely. No, it's all interconnected. I mean, yep. you know, you don't, you find one target and then you move on to the next. I mean, that's kind of the way it's been throughout history is that, you know, uh, you know, hatred and discrimination, it, it just always wants to find the, that next target. And I found it very heartening when, I, when the film screened at Outfest LA last year, um, mm -hmm. that there were promotional pamphlets and, you know, you saw a lot of posters, but the most heartening was you saw, uh, you know, there's one poster, I forgot the name of it, but you see, folks of the lgbtq uh, community holding placards and then you see you know different variations and one is a clearly like a muslim guy with a beard holding a sign and they're all standing in the same line and and the message was like we're all in it together you know mm -hmm. and i was like where i wish i saw that like 10 years ago man because mm -hmm. that is that is beautiful and you know there's you know you you've got your right-wing nuts in every every denomination 
no doubt. But yeah. um, when you're a minority and when you're discriminated against, I mean, the biggest thing is to team together and to realize that you're in it. You really are in it together because, you know, if not going for you, they're, they're, are, they, they will be eventually. And I, <laughs> I mean, as, I don't mean to be like, oh my God, fear mongering because it's not, but that's no. just the way it is, you know? Like, it is. It, it moves from society, history, everything shows that it, it, it'll be this focus for a while. Then it'll be this. I mean, if you, if you were to roll back and I'm going to generalize here because, you know, I know this isn't a hundred percent the way it is across the country at this point, but I can roll back to when I started speaking on P flag panels back in 2000, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And then within five years of speaking on those panels, the gay story was really like, yeah, so what? Why are you telling us this story? We, we get it. Yeah. But the transgender story was the story. And mm-hmm. so it shows how much we move and how quickly the gay lesbians were the targets that we actually, had, you know, we're all back in the crosshairs again, whether you're gay, lesbian, bi, whatever it is, or Muslim or people of color. It seems like we're all kind of in the crosshairs again just because of where we are as a nation right now and as a world. Yeah. But it will pass. Hopefully it will pass. But it, it, yeah. it just it comes and it goes and it comes and goes. There's always got to be somebody who's the target. And at this stage, you know, unfortunately, it does seem to be the transgenders are the ones getting it because people simply don't they don't understand or they don't even care to try to go understand and dig deeper and um i think that's what your story beautifully you know starts to show is i love the motherhood piece to this because mm. it brings that compassion in of, oh wait i'm a parent hmm oh yeah i can see that oh wow really wow i don't know how oh i guess i better deal with this in a in a different way and i think i know having worked the film festival and been one of the hosts for one of your screenings I just quietly kind of listened to what people said as they walked out. And I can tell you that the one screening, not the one that I watched, well, I watched both of them, obviously, but the one I was actually working, the common thread was, well, that one kind of made you think, didn't it? <laughs> and that's like, okay, well, he, he, he got done what he was meant to do. So uh, it was really amazing. That's my but, favorite part, by the way, is going to screenings and kind of like sitting in the back and just kind of uh, <laughs> eavesdrop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's so amazing. And as a host at those, it is it's really interesting because I always sit at the very back because you know we're, it's a it's a film festival. So we make sure that everybody gets seats that need seats, and then we take the last seats or we stand at the back. And what was interesting for me watching, I saw, I think I saw all three screenings of your film. Um, so I saw the first one working it, and then the second yeah. one I watched it with my husband, and the third one I I you know was standing at the back again. Mm-hmm. And the second and third one were really interesting for me because I knew, I knew kind of what was happening. Right. Right. But to stand as if I was the fly on the wall and you could kind of see the audience like, okay, the shoulders would go up and then the heads would come down and then (laughs) there would be the lean ins and there would be, you know, the like murmurs or the, the gasps or the, you know, it, it just was interesting. And I find it so fascinating to get to watch that because people may not say what they want to say when they come out. God, their body language in the theater. And then even as they come out, you can just kind of, you can tell what people feel, you know, after the fact of something like this. So um, I'm kind of curious only because this has been a controversial thing (laughs) throughout, uh, you know, the last few years and especially as, you know, Hollywood films and everything get made. um, What was the experience like from the, I'm going to just say from the trans community that you actually used a trans 
female to do the part? Was there like, okay, finally, hallelujah, somebody's hearing us? Or was it almost like, well, who else would play this part? Right. I mean, it's it's funny you mentioned that because you look at movies like Dallas Buyers Club and that was a huge, you know, uh, obvious uh, controversy. And I mean, he, 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 I believe he got an Oscar too. And it's kind of like, really? Like, you know, it's just going back to the whole thing about are there no trans actors and actresses in Hollywood? And that's not true, of course. But um, right. in this film at the time when we were casting in Pakistan, you know, I was working with, um, you know, we had... Uh, you know, with Grayscale and uh, my co-producers, Akbar and, and Sara, like they were um, helping me looking for uh, potential. And we did have an open casting call. We did have actors come in who were pretending to be trans. And it just, you know, the whole thing, it, it, I just like, no, this is not going to work. And right. at the time, it was a little what you would consider, I guess, groundbreaking in the sense that, you know, for a narrative film, that's not a drama serial. That's not a soap opera that we're actually right. casting trans woman yeah it was a little like okay uh that's interesting you know are you sure you want to do that but what you said was right it's like i can't imagine anyone else playing that role mm -hmm. doing justice mm -hmm. and giving it the honesty and heart that it had and a lot of credit goes to kami said who was you know you've seen she was phenomenal yep. um it's hard to believe people find it hard to believe this was her first acting role exactly and that, that, was, that was a surprise to me when you when you said that at the screening i was like wow that's pretty it blew my mind. Yeah, but it's because she had that passion that you, I couldn't get from an actor because she wanted mm -hmm. to do everything possible to make this come to life. And I, I worked with her extensively and it was wonderful. And I think this comes to show is that when you have someone, in this case, a trans woman playing a trans woman mm -hmm. who is going through these issues, you're going to get a lot of passion and a lot of dedication that you just won't. And a lot of honesty. I mean, she was very instrumental in getting everything accurate and helping yep. me. And so, yes, to answer your question, I think it's absolutely imperative that we, you know, um, wh wherever possible in, in this day and age, it's, it's, it's easier than ever before to, to find that right mm -hmm. person. You know, um, have a trans woman playing a, a trans right. woman. I mean, if you can have, um, you know, like a Arab American play the role of Aladdin, which ho I'm mm -hmm. glad they did, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and But it's like, you know, we got to stop this thing about, you know, uh, just this falsehood of of characters because then we're just adding to the issues you know and well, we are i mean you're truly adding to the issues oh yeah yeah and, and then there is a flip side where i also go but yet the role should go to the person who best can do the role based on right. the creative direction of the director and the writer and the producers and the filmmakers and all that yeah. i think it, it is that interesting space of you got to give it some creative leeway to uh well this is my vision the character may be this. And I think for you, when I saw your film, I would have been actually almost disappointed if it had been a heterosexual female or a heterosexual male or even a gay male or gay female playing that role. Because again, what she brought to the role, you could see the raw realness of and again, I didn't know, you know, at the, the, at the first film, I didn't even know that, you know, this was her first, you know, acting thing until you said it. Mm -hmm. but it makes sense now and it brought so much to it. And I think that's where the creative Liberty comes in of if a director or a filmmaker can see in that person, what they, they envision for that role, who are we to say, okay, they're not the best person for the role. Yes. We can all get up in arms. I get that. But sometimes maybe the best person is the person that isn't. And maybe sometimes the best person is the person that is, you never right. know. 
You know, yeah. it's kind of like saying, okay, the best person for president of the United States is a gay man. I don't know that. That would be kind of cool. But in this <laughs> coming yeah. up, whatever happens, you know, we got 20 some odd Democratic candidates already kind of like floating out there. And it's like, I, when you were 100, I, 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 yeah. I lose that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, now it's so funny, for, you know, again, not to get off on this tangent, but I think it kind of ties to what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, I have friends already asking me, well, who are you behind? I'm like, I'm not behind anybody yet. <laughs> it right. is way too soon. And it would be kind of like me standing and looking at a lineup of, you know, potential actors for a film like this and go, okay, well, who do you think? I don't know anything about them yet. Right. Let's see their audition. Let's hear them talk. Let's, let's watch them walk. Let's see what they bring to it. And it is so beautiful what she brought to this film oh, yeah. and what you captured because it was truly her at her rawest essence. Yeah. And I mean, just to add to that, you're absolutely right. The film, the style of the film was very raw. Yes. Kind of had like a, like a mix of like, you know, like kind of documentary slash I'm sitting in the streets. And so it was very gritty, very real. And, you know, potentially I could have gone the easier route, quote unquote, easier route, mm -hmm. finding a polished actor or actor like, hey, you know, play this role, do this, do that. We'll be good. But no. That would be, I honestly would feel it would do injustice to the film and it wouldn't be as impactful. So, no, I, I agree. I mean, it just depends on the, on the situation. But, uh, you, know, um, you know, for me, I personally like the more raw, intimate, realistic approach. I think it you know, gives the, the film that edge that it needs. And, uh, yeah. So what was the hardest part for you filming this film? Oh boy. Um, Besides, I know being in a foreign country, all that sort of, yeah, we all kind of get that piece, but I mean, there, it's, it's an yeah. emotional film. I know that. I mean, there's yeah. emotions, but I'm just, here you are, you're the filmmaker. You already kind of know where you're going, but I know there's yeah. going to be something that, or things, but at least one thing that cro cropped up for you. I think, yeah, I mean, logistics aside, I mean, filming on the streets of Karachi is very difficult and keeping it hush-hush, so, you know, because it's a little controversial for Pakistan. All that aside, as you can imagine, we, um, my stress levels were, uh, had a hit peak. But uh, the biggest struggle I had personally as an, as an artist was, am I doing the story justice? Am I giving this, because we we're not only talking about the trans community, but we're also showing the orphan community, you know, there, there, there's a lot of little layers, and I wanted to make sure that I was doing justice, giving them the voice that was appropriate and right mm -hmm. without making it kind of feel like, oh, this is another glazed over kind of mm -hmm. narrative film. And to me, I was very, that, that was something that was gnawing on me in the entire production was like, mm -hmm. I gotta make sure this is authentic. I gotta make sure this is honest. Well, and, and I think the honesty came through in so many other layers too. Not only was it about the transgender community, it was about orphans. It was about women. It was about, you know, how Pakistan is perceived. It's about, you know, what assumptions people make about people in another country where they're, I mean, there's so many layers there. Yeah. And so I can imagine the justice you felt of, okay, am I really making, giving this story the true due justice that it deserves? It's, yeah. it's hard, even though it's your story, so to speak, yeah, you're going to be your own worst critic, but the layers that go into a story like this and for a very short amount of time, I mean, the total length of the film is what? 19, 14, 14, 14. Minutes. I knew yes, it, was, yeah. it was somewhere in that range. Yeah. And um, it's amazing to see these And folks. If you've never been to a film festival, I invite you to go give yourself the pleasure of it. Literally go and, it, and <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put a, a shout out out for the short films. Go 
<laughs> go spend your time in the short film arenas. You can see some great long feature films as well, but man, the short films always, always deliver in my book. And um, mm -hmm. it's amazing. So, um, so yeah. what's next, man? What's, what's next for you? What's your next, you know, tackle that you're going to go after? Yeah. So I've got a couple of things that I'm cooking. Um, I'm working on a uh, TV pilot, actually. Um, mm -hmm which is uh, uh, the beginnings of the oil industry, something that I've been very interested. Um, it's a lot more interesting than it sounds. You're like, oh, seriously? Mm -hmm. the oil industry? No, no, it's actually pretty crazy history. And so um, I'm working on that, and I'm uh, writing a feature film about um, immigration. It's an immigration story, but it kind of centers around uh, our lovely current administration's uh, restrictions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so, like, how it tears families apart. And so it's a story that I've been kind of cooking over the years and now it, this is like the perfect time to, mm. to, to get it out there. And so, um, yeah, just kind of those things in development and, um, you know, I'm trying to, I mean, we were talking earlier, I was like, and this film is promoting it, touring it, hopefully, yep. um, you know, there's more festivals coming, but, uh, yeah, busy writing, busy stories. I mean, if anything, I would say this is that this film has given me and people like me the, you know, it's like, there is a market for it. People want to hear and see these kind of stories and right. it's, and it's so encouraging and mm -hmm. I can't wait to film something again in Pakistan. Um, well, and I, I also think what's beautiful is with each kind of film like this that comes out, someone somewhere is sitting there going, well, there's going to be those that go, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> but then there's those that are sitting there going, yeah, I have a similar story, but I've been afraid to go make it happen. And it gives oh, yeah. them the courage. It, it, it invites them to do this. And I was, I was really, impressed with the festival this year not as impressed as i was last year that they had as you know they had some good lgbtq films but yours and transformations were definitely two of my favorites um and it just gives people permission to say here's another way to advocate and to normalize you know who we are in the community and especially when it comes from an ally like yourself to say i'm willing to go here with these people what's your fucking problem you know <laughs> Sorry to be so frank, but that's kind of oh, how I feel, you know? Oh, it's true. I don't, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, I spent the entire production, uh, you know, with, with Kami and her friends and getting, mm. to know, and like, um, yeah, I mean, there are times when I was, you know, learning things and figuring it out and you, you got to get your hands dirty. You got to get mm. out of that comfort zone. And <laughs> I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, in this day and age, excuses are far and, and then, so, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, the comfort zone thing is huge. And I think that's part of, you know, again, not going super political here, but I think this is part of the beauty right now of where we are in our history as a country Yeah, is we are the furthest out of our comfort zone that we've been in a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And I believe that when you're out of your comfort zone, great, beautiful things happen. Even if in the moment right now we say this sucks, it's stupid. I honestly believe that this is the time when people should be going, okay, let's go for it. Let's bring this sort of stuff to market. Let's have these conversations. Let's not be afraid to say what needs to be said and to bring a, a beautiful immigration story out that's about, okay, let's really talk about how this is dividing families. And it's not just that kids are being taken apart from their families. There's a whole lot of division going on around the world right now around these sort of things. So, um, Absolutely. I'm so excited for what you're doing. And I really, really, really appreciate you coming and sharing yourself and helping to uncloset all the different beautiful stories that you're doing, Hamad. I really appreciate it, man. So um, thanks, Rick. No, thanks for much, having me. Much, yeah, much, much luck along the way. And as things come out, we'd love to hear from you again, bro. Bring you back on the show to talk about it. So. Well, love to be back. Thanks again, man. Right.
you bet. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, but that's okay. We're going to be back in just a couple of days sharing more stories, tips, tricks, and wisdom for helping you live your life uncloseted. And you know what? You can share it too. Just take a few moments if you like and if you believe in this podcast and share it with someone you know today. Share it from your phone, go share it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are. Maybe even give us a rating review because you know what? It's all about the planet living their life uncloseted. I'm Rick Clemens, host of the show and the guy who helps you make those big, bold moves. And I hope you never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted. Catch you real soon. Take care, everyone.